message, inbox, something like that. No, notifications. Uh... Always in business. We are back in full effect. Um, I generally go through a sound check, but I think I have met my maker. Somebody <laughs> as loud as me. Somebody that uh, jaw japs and like has such like culturally black spirit but also a lot of business spirit. And this has been an interview in the making for a while. A very long time. A very, very long time. Almost like I, I was brand new. Because sometimes I'll be having Hollywood moments. I'm not a sunglasses indoors guy. But I can sometimes carry the sunglasses indoors attitude. Maybe the rapper in me. It may be the West Sider in me. It may be a lot of different things. But Jennifer Crawford from All Things Detroit is in the Detroit is Different Incubator Studio podcasting with us she's doing a lot of different things but it's good to have her here today how are you today i am awesome thank you so much for having me finally all right i'm gonna need you to slide over the mic a little bit this all way right. that's this is better perfect. all right all right so with that being said uh i generally always start the interview with the whole concept of detroit how did your family end up here uh how did you end up here that whole thing. So oh. let's start there. Okay. Your family, you, Detroit, give us a story. All right. Well, I was actually born and raised in Detroit on the east side. So you're a full uh, knee deep in Detroit. Like, when did your family come to Detroit? My mother was born here. My father was born here. Okay. So you're a second generation at this point. <laughs> yes. And my, my grandmother was actually born in Nashville, Tennessee. But she actually came here when she was about 10 years old. Okay. Uh, and my father's family, my father's family was actually from Detroit. I don't know a lot of history on, like, where his his mother and father actually came up here. Yeah, up where from. Mm -hmm. But um, my family's not really that close. <laughs> but we, uh, and it's, we're not really that big. So it's a pretty small family. Okay, small family. I'm up adjusting cameras and stuff. But as you talk about that, have you ever been to Nashville, Tennessee? Actually, I have not been to Nashville, Tennessee. Are you serious? I am positive. <laughs> 100. You, you, you see this? You see this? A person doing cultural events has not been to Nashville. Has not been to Nashville, Tennessee. No at Nashville all. barbecue. No, no Nashville music. No Nashville anything. Blues. Negative. Okay, okay. Well,. It's just a ride down 75. But I, I mean, I used to live in Florida. So, I mean, I passed it. I passed Tennessee on my way. Okay. Used to live in Florida. Yes, I did. All right. Now, um, boy, boy, you must love Detroit a whole lot because uh, you left sunny Florida to come back here. What were you in Florida floor? And how did you end up back in Detroit? You know what? My background is actually in construction. And so I lived in Florida for five years to work on a construction project, an actual water treatment plant project. That was about like three years. Wow. You're like uh, you're like one of those commercials that they have about <laughs> engineering where they have like the woman wearing a hard hat that says like, I was working on this. And uh, it's like, women actually be doing that? Uh, yeah. I you know, I did a lot of paperwork, but I mean, oh, okay. I was cute in my in my hard hat. I still was cute, but I did a lot of paperwork. Just cute. Flying the hard hat. Yes. Okay. And um, so, yes, yeah, so I lived there for five years. And Where, then I. What part of Florida? Tampa. Okay, Tampa, St. Pete. Yep, Tampa. And, you know, it's a little different. You know, when you come from the east side of Detroit and then you go to Tampa, Florida, where mm -hmm. everything is different, which is okay. Um, but it was definitely an adjustment period. And I think by the time I left, I was adjusted. 
<laughs> okay, all right. So, um, what what era? Uh, what what years were you down there in Tampa? I was there from uh, 2005 to 2015, 2010. I'm sorry. 2005 to 2010. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was a unique time to even leave Detroit to come back because 2005 Detroit, like we're we're talking about like the the full stride of Mary Kilpatrick, and then you come back to like man, I come looks back like Mary Kilpatrick is not going to be mayor for a long <laughs> time. Yes, but you know what? When I lived in Florida, all they would talk about because it's national mayor. news, mm -hmm. so all they would talk about is, oh my God, you're from Detroit, right? At first, you know and Tampa, they think you're from Detroit. You kill everybody. So I'd be like, yep, yeah, don't don't I mess got, with I me. I got cousins down there. Yeah, Tampa. I'd be like, well, you know, what's up? Leave me alone. You drink a little Hennessy. They're like, oh my god, they just think you're a thug anyway, regardless. But uh, it was national news, so people come and say, did you see about your mayor? Did you see about your mayor? I'm like, well, actually, <laughs> I live here, so whoever the mayor is here is my mayor right now. But you know. So when you left. And you came back. What did you think when you came back? Uh, when I came back, I was I came back because like my father was you know sick on and off, and I had went through some things where I had lost some cousins. So I was like, okay, it's time for me to go go back. And when I came back, things were a little different. I thought that um, when I first came back, I was just like, you know what, I'm back home. I get to see like some of my friends, and and I was a little bit excited. But it was it was a little different. I noticed that the cost of a lot of things uh, was going up. Certain things were changing, but changing gradually, not as much as it has changed right now. Yeah, like like one of the number one things I remember changing gradually, like I tell people is, I remember my water bill used to be quarterly, mm -hmm. then it switched over to monthly. And <laughs> now I'm paying what I used to pay in a quarter in a month. And mm -hmm. I swear that, that that happened in the in the span of maybe three years. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, you know, um, decades of water water billing, or let's not even go with that. Since yeah. I've been a homeowner, at least ten years. Yeah, a water billing was one way, and then just in three years, it's it, gonna go up three hundred percent. Is you know the people in the city changed when I came back for sure because I noticed that it was you know a lot more colorful than what it was oh, when i was yes. before which mm -hmm. i don't have an issue you know with that at all mm -hmm. but i just like okay well here we go people are actually here living in the city and you know mm -hmm. enjoying it because i live in lafayette park so it's like bike lanes and uh bike lanes dog and parks dequinder cut you going for the walk and everything like that so mm -hmm. i thought i think and sometimes change is good because mm -hmm. when things are always the same how are we growing we are we expanding are we changing uh, so sometimes change is good. You know, some changes are good and some are okay, but you know, change is, change is good sometimes. So I wasn't upset about the change. I do get upset when I see certain things happening, but I'm just like, okay. That's going to come with the change. It's going to come with the change, come but with I, the change. I feel like, right. I feel like us as people, we want change, but then we, we, we want it our ways. You know, people. Yes. Cake and eat it too. Yes. And, and the concept for that, it took a while because it's like, why would you want a cake and not eat it? <laughs> Meaning you get a cake and you eat the whole thing. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Know? But if it's a cold stone around you, you can do that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if it, you can definitely do that if you got about $25 because it's yes, real expensive. Exactly. All right. So, what neighborhood on the east side? As I'm very familiar with the East Side, as much as I say I'm a West Sider, I'm like, you know, Highland Park's like right there. So I am literally, I'm on the cusp 
of East Side. Like I say, my, some of my favorite girlfriends was East Siders. Well, I, like I said, no you, you got you, you got good taste. You know, if you pick an East Side girl, <laughs> you got good taste. Um, I'm gonna describe where I lived like a way that everybody can understand. You know where the Chrysler plant is on Jefferson and like St. Jean that area. Wow, uh, 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 East Sider that said I don't live by the airport. Ain't that something? Uh, no, no. You know everybody on the East Side like I live by the airport. Isn't it's that? like you realize it's four sides. No, 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 no. Um, okay. Over by the Chrysler plant. But I lived there before they even built the Chrysler plant, of course, hmm. aging myself a little bit. But so, it, wait, wait, wait. So, that's like what I would call, because I call Detroit neighborhoods by, by the high school over there. So, mm-hmm. SE. Southeastern, yes, yes. The Juggleers. That uh, is where I graduated from. You went to SE? That I did. Oh, man. Ain't that something. One of your old girlfriends went there. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I was not, I was not that down. <laughs> <laughs> you were what? Uh, I was not that down. Oh. Finny, Finny and Osborne girls. Oh God. Okay. Uh, whatever. Good old, good old Indigo ballroom nights. Mm, God. <clears throat> yes. There we go. Shouts out to the East Side. <laughs> so, so that whole neighborhood. What was that like? Because, like, right now, you know, people always talk about like Matt. Uh, and Matt coming alive, and Matt can be with. Uh, yeah, no, but it's, it's a lot be- of other. Streets in and around it. Oh yeah, I live between Charlevoix and Verner, okay. um, and not too far from Kirchville. I wasn't all the way to Mac, but um, you know, it was. We only had like ten houses on the block, and we had uh, two churches, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it wasn't and a lot of open fields. So it wasn't, you know, kind of run down, but it didn't stop us from playing football in the street, baseball. You play football? I play football in the street. Some, did you have uh, brothers or something? Like, I have, who was allowing this? I have one older brother, mm-hmm. uh, and we are 17 months apart. But we play football in the street. You know, just a little two-hand touch. But, you know, when you get older, yeah, daddy kind of said, no more two-hand touch for you. Like, sit down somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it would be like we would play football in the streets and tackle on the grass, which was weird because it's like, you know, I mean, this is just the the – the playful nature of boys or whatever the aggression it's like you wait for somebody to get like half on grass half on on sidewalk and you try to like knock them loose we in the middle of the street they didn't care if they pushed you down knocked you down whatever mm-hmm. but if they pushed me down a little bit i knew my brother would be like whoa wait a minute okay chill out you're doing you're doing too much don't push my don't push my sister down like that but i was always just like a tomboy and i had mm-hmm. one of my friends my best friend who lived next door to me and she was a girly girl mm-hmm. and i'd be like you don't want to play football you want to carry and she used to call her purse a pocketbook i gotta get my pocketbook hilarious i'd be like oh god like hilarious. here we go what's your pocketbook girl hilarious <laughs> are, are the family that street um is your family still own the property uh you still have friends over there and you still know the families over there you know what there's nobody there basically anymore uh mm. the house next door to me that was my best friend's house is burned down my old house is actually condemned Mm. Uh, and I actually thought about purchasing it and, and doing something with it. I've been looking into that. And uh, there's one family there that still lives there. Um, on the block. On the block. We used to call him the mayor. We said, oh, the mayor still lives there. It's his mm. mother's house. And he still lives there. But none of my families even live in the area anymore at all. Okay. So where did you guys move to? Uh, I moved out when I was 18. My parents lived there until after. But I moved out when I turned 18. So Okay, so you were one of them people like, I'm out. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm out of here. out. It's you, like all these rules. Yeah, you know what? I had to kind of be like an adult at a young age, you know, just because of, you know, life. I've always been a person who's worked a lot of jobs. 
And so, you know, I was just like, you know what? I, I graduated high school and I was like, I'm out of here. What what job did you have at 18? Uh, at 18, I worked at a Taco Bell and I still worked at a, a school, an elementary school. Hmm. And after that, I went to work for Blue Cross. I worked like through a temp service. So. Okay. Okay, you actually are one of them people that did. Okay, I've done a couple of those things. Mm-hmm. I worked at Taco Bell, and I've had some horrible temp jobs. But let me say this. I am not the best temp. I'm not the best any employee. <laughs> Taco Bell, let me tell you something. I've worked at Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, mm-hmm. Burger King. Mm-hmm. And then my friend had this, like, uh, fast food shop, like, diner shop. Taco Bell was the worst fast food place ever. Because you had to know... It, it wasn't like Pizza Hut was amazingly mm-hmm. easy because it's just one thing. Taco Bell, every it, it was like every every month they was coming out with something new. And I worked in the Taco Bell in the basement of Wayne State. Really? Well, I didn't even know it was one in the basement of Wayne exactly. State. Exactly. This was I'm dating myself. This was back in the oh, day. Oh no! This I'm was my first you. my first gig, my first job. Yeah. It. I mean, you really got to see what that meat really is. Even if we really still know what it is. But. Well, it was packaged in. Um, Packaged in that like plastic yes. stuff, and then you drop it in like this boil boil the boil water. Like we drink eating bag meat. It's like what the I was still eating it because it was free, and I was, <laughs> I was a teenager. I mean, what am I gonna do? I mean, yeah, I worked there when I was sixteen. I worked all the way till I turned eighteen. Like I worked there for a while, and I I had co-ops. So I worked in a school, so I always just had like a lot of jobs. So when I turned eighteen, before I even graduated high school, I was like, I got a place, and I'm moving out as soon as I. As soon as I get it done, I'm okay. Now, time out. What what type of place did you have at eighteen with with that type of money? You know what? I only paid two hundred and fifty dollars a month. You must have been living next door to like uh, (laughs) all types of uh, urban, as they call it, uh, urban chaos. Yeah, it was a little bit. I lived on Mac, (laughs) Mac and Cadillac, and uh, it was actually the lady who owned the house. She owned a house in the front. And then there was, like, another small house in the back of her house. And it was mm-hmm. an upstairs and a downstairs to that. So mm-hmm. I lived in the downstairs of okay. that house. And uh, I paid $250 a month. You um, remember the lady name and all that? Uh, No, not I really. do not. <laughs> How long did you stay there? Uh, About a year. Okay. About a year I stayed there. And then I lived uh in another two family fell on the west side rented from somebody just you know i didn't want to go back home so you didn't like move into like one of those like uh upstart apartments where you'd be like living above god knows what type of uh no trap house <laughs> no 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 when i moved when i moved from there uh from the west side i then i ended up moving on uh jefferson in alden park okay uh and i moved there when i was like 20 mm-hmm. and i stayed there until i moved to florida okay so I stayed there a while. Okay, so like this whole thing of uh, being so young, because I remember what it was like when I got like my first space. Uh, it was like hand-me-down furniture and all of that stuff. Oh, for sure. So, you know, you have like piece by piece by piece by piece by piece. You know, to this day, I still don't even have a bed. I got so used to sleeping on uh, stacked up box springs and uh stacked up mattress that i don't even have a bed set. I think I bought like my very first like new new mattress when i lived uh did i buy when i lived in Flo- when i lived in florida and at that mm-hmm. point i was in my late 20s and i had never really had like a new new bed my first know? yeah my first mattress was like 26 oh my god that and you just you feel like you like hit the lottery when you can go and buy like a brand new mattress from the store like it was crazy because the beds yeah, that i didn't buy it from the uh buy it from like the 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 
the the the guy that also owns the marijuana dispensary that also owns the used car place. Yes, yeah, like all you know, these they different probably things. Stuff it with like newspaper. <laughs> right, and you know what? Like the, a real yeah, the the official bed store where you get the warranty on the mattress. Yes, and everything's there, and they deliver it, and it's like you better deliver it as much money as I'm paying for this. I felt so good. I was like, oh my god, like I got a bed. Like I was so excited. I felt like new money. Like I hit the lottery, and it wasn't even like an expensive mattress. You know, at that point. But, like, the beds we grew up on, like, when we slept on kids, there were beds that my parents, like, my father had when he was, like, I'm like, oh, okay. But this, no. I, oh, this is what we're doing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get me a bed when I can. And I did when I could. I was yeah, like, it's, okay. like, it's those types of purchases that, you know, like, your first bed, your first real couch, your first, you know, those types of purchases, especially being somebody like you that, like, starked out on your own. Mm-hmm. Those are, like, big big stepping stones it was like a big deal it was a big deal i was excited i know you'd be at the crib just sitting in your new bed like mm-hmm. then i did when i had that bed i did i was like yay i got a bed and i was calling everybody too like girl you know i got me a new mattress mm, i went and got a new mattress and people were thinking like okay Jennifer. they're like yes exactly like what was you sleeping on before but what was you sleeping on <laughs> but, when I, but when i moved to florida i didn't have anything i sold everything in two weeks and i didn't mm. have anything so i started over started from scratch started from scratch so i did have a, a co-worker that gave me a used furniture set that was really nice and i had that for a really long time that's cool yeah used furniture used is furniture it's nothing it's nothing it wrong is. with it i have as long as they don't have the worst bug on earth oh yes we don't even want to speak we don't want to yeah. speak them up yes yes no they, it was it was really nice like it i had some used furniture and uh, I had it for a long time. Uh, you know, you. I feel like there's nothing. I tell people all the time with like, even when you get like a used car and all these things. When you start now, it's fine. Even now, I'll get a table or something from like a thrift store and stuff like that. I mean, who wouldn't? Hey. Well, it's a lot of people who wouldn't, but I would. <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm mix and match depending upon what it is and what's needed. And it's nothing it wrong is, with that. It's functional. Mm-hmm. As long as it it's is functional. functional. But sometimes you got to stun on people, and I think that's why they want it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, what did you, did you go to Art Van for your furniture? Oh God. <laughs> At one point, though, I was like swiping out my couches very frequently. Which was really, really weird. You were stunting on people. And a complete waste of money. I you think were stunting of, on people. You was like, I'm going to do a Christmas party this year, and I ain't got the same couch. How you living? You still living with that 2011 boy? No. It's 2012? You was like puffy. Christmas. Look, at Christmas time, I'm sleeping in. Nobody's coming over to my house. I don't really get into the holidays like that. I'm usually asleep. I'll be like. <laughs> All right. Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. You down there. I'm down there. In, in the sun. In, with all my country cousins. In the sun. I Well, I should have bumped into some of your cousins. You probably I, did. You probably maybe, did. Maybe. Maybe. You probably did. It's like, hey, man, I didn't even know that people were getting gold teeth like this. It was really, it was really, it was, it was different. But you know what? I still talk to people who I met there to this day. Real cool people. Yeah. Like some of them, like, you know, you got to almost look at them as they speak. Cause like the, the Southern accent is so strong. Very strong. You'd be, like, oh, I'm not, I'm not. You'd be like, what did you just say? And I had people call me country. They're like, Ooh, you so country. I'm like, when you came back? No. When I was there. Like for the, real? Yeah. The people in Florida. I'm like, I'm country. Yeah, I'm right. like, no, ma'am, your country. Hilarious. Yeah. They're like, you talk like you from New York. I'm like, no, I don't. I talk like I'm from Detroit. Y'all, y'all just a little country down here. It's okay, though. Mm-hmm. So, 
did, during that time, um, just the whole the whole transition and coming back and visiting, did you start like just all, along with watching TV and the news? Mm-hmm. On your visits, did you start noticing the change? I did start to notice a change just a little bit at mm-hmm. that time because I'm coming back in 2008, you know, 2009, 2008, and, and two, 2007, 2008 is really where things were still kind of hard in the whole, you know, everywhere, mm-hmm. really. So I noticed a little bit, not a whole lot. When I came back, um, honestly, I wouldn't come back that often. I would come for uh, Thanksgiving, and I would come uh, maybe once in the summer or so. But I didn't come back as mm-hmm. often. Um, not not that much. I didn't. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. So let's talk about 2010. You coming 2010. back to the city. What was that like uh, as you made your, your, your stake your claim again? Where did you move to? Uh, what were you doing? Were you still working at the same company? Okay, what so was when I came back, I decided to come back. I was uh, getting, I was engaged at the time. Oh, which a lot of people love. don't know that about me. I, I was in love. Oh, oh, I was in love, love. love. and uh, I was getting married. Engaged sounds like you made a good decision then, because you did not say I was married then divorced. Uh, yes, that thing there is a thing of the past. Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh, and so when we came back, um, we came back and we moved to Lafayette Park. He, he's from Detroit, too? He uh, he was born here, but he was raised in Texas. So his oh, okay. family, yeah, his family was here. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a mutual fr- a friend that I'd known for a long time uh, introduced us. Dang, this and, is sounding like a, uh, one of them TV uh, one for your love type things. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, obviously you're still living. So. Like, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, but it's yes. it's sounded like know, a... I didn't we think, met from a mutual friend. We met from a mutual friend. It just wasn't, you know, we were just two different people. And uh, I was, you know, I'm not one of those type of people where, you know how they go back and forth? Like, you know, you have this and it's like, well, I should go back. And I don't go back and forth. I just feel kind of like when I made up my mind, I made up my mind. I'm going to have to get you that Proverbs 31. <laughs> <laughs> Sister, <laughs> uh, it, look, I was like, mm, nah, I, I, it just wasn't. Uh, we just weren't a great fit, mm-hmm. and so after that, I thought that I would be like sad and whatever. I think I was sad for like two days, and then I got over. It was mm. just something that over time was brewing out. I knew that we weren't a great mm-hmm. fit, and so uh, I was just thinking like, okay, I worked at that time. I was still working at a um for uh, on a city of Detroit project and one of the inspectors said to me one day he's, when he looked at me he says you look so good you're smiling you're feeling good I think you got rid of that burden and I was thinking what is this man talking about but I was no longer wearing a ring and a, a couple people said to That's me like key flirt he yeah was, he was, uh, yeah he was, he was trying you he was he was already throwing a bit uh, I wouldn't think about this he man ain't been in Detroit he ain't <laughs> been in Detroit long enough guys generally hop the ring like hey, yeah you know yeah saying? and he was like oh and then he says oh you got rid of that problem I'm like yeah you know it just didn't work out you know blah 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 and so at this point I'm like what am I gonna do I'm still working mm-hmm. uh I was working part-time at Nikki's too mm-hmm. uh downtown in Detroit I was uh you know, coat check, bartend, you know, all these things just to make extra money. And so I worked on a city of Detroit project. The, 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 what is it? Like five parties in one. Oh my God. It's, it's like basically so much like, going on down there. It's basically like, um, it's where, <laughs> it's where the mom that likes the cabaret can hang out with the son that likes to go to the strip club. More power to that. You know what? I never really thought about it like that, but it's def- <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a good point. It just, I like, but it, it has, I mean, it is it is classic. 
classic, like, um, for everybody listening to this, if you have not uh, been to Nikki's on one of the, like, Saturday nights when it's hot outside in the summer and you see that long line, but you're willing to pay the extra $30 to cut the line, do it, and, um, and just go there. It's, like, classic, like, club black Detroit culture. It's extra $30 to cut the line? Dang, I should have got in on that, that hookup, huh? No, I'm just talking. Yeah, all right, all right. You gotta know the right. Gotta know the right security. Oh girl. my god, I've seen so many things like working at a place. I mean, it was a good. It was cool. You know, like you make extra money and to do what it is that you you need to do. But that working at like a day job and then working there on a Friday night, so, like that is wear and tear on your body. Like just to be uh, up, yeah. like that. Like it was. It was a lot. It, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was definitely a lot. I was like, okay. Exactly. And uh, when I got laid off from my um, day job. I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? And um, I started to do event. I did an event in my apartment, and I called it Pamper, Pick, and Purchase. I, I like the alliteration already. Yeah, I was All selling right. uh, Pure Romance sex toys, well, and okay. I had a friend okay. who sold, uh, she, what did she sell? She sold earrings. I had someone who did nails. All right, I've been a guy at one of those events, and it's so weird. It was this one, it was this one lady that was copying so much stuff. And then I think the other girls wanted to buy. Mm -hmm. This lady had no shame in her game. She was like, I'm about to buy everything. Well, it's I nothing, like, uh, well I wish I would have met her. And then this one lady, <laughs> and then everybody else, I think, was like, was like, mm, okay. And then they probably walked over to the lady vending like, um, after this. <laughs> no, I mean, it. It was set up in my living room of my one bedroom apartment, so it wasn't that much <laughs> much room to be a little secretive with it. But it was just like everybody had a table set up, and it was just like open. Mm -hmm. And when I work, I was still working at Nikki's, and, and I was like, you know what, I should probably do this at Nikki's. And um, mm -hmm. a friend of mine, she she was like, oh, I'll do it with you. Mm -hmm. And so we called it the ultimate pamper party. Okay. And we hosted it together twice. But we either would have not been friends. We wouldn't have been friends anymore if mm. we continued to do the pamper party together. Because our personalities are a lot different. Um, okay. And so it just didn't work out. And so I was like, you know what? I still want to do, do the event. Do events, you know. And, and so it still was the ultimate pamper party. And I went with that. And so then I approached um, the manager of Nikki's. I said... Cause they were really good to me about letting me use the space. Like okay. they, it, I didn't have like they didn't charge me a lot of money. They knew what I was trying to do. What I was trying to do. I can honestly cool. say that um, they were very. They kind of let me do with it as I as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. And uh, I approached them to say like, you know what, I want to do something called All Things Detroit and focus on Detroit business because people are so into Detroit right now. And I, I could, I'm like, if you say Detroit, you can put Detroit on like anything. It was, and, a, it was. When I started, I did, I launched Detroit is Different in 2014. And mm -hmm. I still get so much traffic just because when I started it. But I think, like, probably, like, 12, 13, 14 was, like, a, a big, like, love. For, yes, Because it was. it was a lot of people knocking Detroit. So, like, inside the city, we were all, like, you know. Yeah, and, we you know, when I said that I was moving back to Detroit when I was in Florida, somebody, the uh, my old supervisor said, oh, my God, are you? I heard it's so bad there. I heard it's like a third, I heard it's like a third world country there. I wanted to drop kick this lady. I'm thinking, is she crazy? And she's like, it's a third world country. Oh, my God. Is mm -hmm. it safe? Is it? And I'm like, I'm like, it's just fine. Like, mm -hmm. get, get over it. I get what you, I get what she's saying, what she read or, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. But it was just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, like it's her like look right now, right now, a lot of people are watching the Flinttown documentary on yes. 
on Netflix and they're like, damn. This is crazy. I, well, and I'm like, yo, man, I still got family in Flint. Like, I mean, I, I'll shoot up 75 North, you know. My and friend, if they're yeah. drinking water, I'm going to drink the water, too. <laughs> it just is what it is. And no, they family. And it was even before that whole thing. Like, she, you know, she was just a different lady. But when I um when I wanted to do, and he's like, you're a party promoter. Like, you know, you're a party promoter. I'm like, no, I'm not a party promoter. Like, I, he's like, you need to just get, like, a celebrity host and have vendors. What what most people do. Yeah, and I was like, uh, that sounds like not what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to start looking for another location. He's like, don't do it. You need to build your following here with it. Mm-hmm. So I did the first All Things Detroit at Nikki's, and it was the same as doing the Pamper Party. So it was no different. And so I was like, okay, I need to find another location. Mm-hmm. So in looking for a location, I went to, I was I found one, black owned. I went to Burt's. And okay. it was the price range that I was looking for. So I booked Burt's, and this was in 2014 in June, June 26th. And that was the second All Things Detroit. And it was a horrible, horrible experience. Uh, it was the first time that I had gotten Fox 2. I was super, super excited. But it just didn't go very well. It was like 90 to 80 degrees in this building. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just not the great experience. As we know, you know, with events and with business, mm-hmm. things happen. And I was like, I want to quit. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this again ever. Because people were like, I want my money back. It's hot. You know, Fox 2 was like, hey, we're here. Hey, we're leaving. It's You know, like it's, it's super hot. And I, we had like, I think, 700 people that came. It was on a Sunday. And overall, there were people who still did really well. And there were Mm -hmm. vendors there who were just like, I had one vendor tell me, I stuck it out. I stuck it out because I saw something in you. I saw your passion. I saw your drive. I saw what you wanted to do. Uh, I felt like you, you know, people are investing their money in me to bring a crowd of people or to, to promote it, right? They're mm-hmm. promote for they're investing their money in me and advertising. And a certain amount of money is a lot. Over $100 can be a lot to a small business. Mm-hmm. So after I did that, after I cried like a little baby, when I went home, I'm like, oh, my God, it was so horrible. I was like, okay, Jennifer, put your game face on. How can you fix this? Okay. Uh, if you want to do this again, uh, you don't want to do births, what do you want to do? Because I looked at Eastern Market and I could not afford it. And so I said, you know what? At this point now, I'm back to work. I'm working for um, the Little Caesars Construction Department. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this I'm, I'm working now. But still, when you're doing a business and you're working and you're paying bills, it's tight. So I went mm-hmm. to Eastern Market and I found their information. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take rent's due, but I'm going to take my rent money and put it down on the down payment on Eastern Market. And I said, you know, I'll pay my rent out my next check. And then as people begin to sign up, you know, then you'll mm-hmm. be able to be okay and you can pay for the venue and everything. And when I did that, um, I was nervous, of course, but mm-hmm. I was like, this is what I need to do. Like, mm-hmm. I need to rent this space. Even if there is, you know, 150 people that show up, I need to take a chance and rent this space. So in October 2014, I rented the space. Um, and you know, that was the third, all things Detroit. And I had about 700 people, a certain number of vendors. Like I said, it was a stepping stone to like what I wanted to do. And I went back to work that Tuesday and it was so much negative energy around this thing that I had done because I I had the news again, which was a blessing and people saw me on the news and what they were talking about at work, which I could not believe it was like, it was like whispering and I just was like, Why am I here with these crazy these people crazy? It was just it was just mm-hmm. like a weird atmosphere in the office anyway. And then someone approached me and said, Yeah, we saw you on the news on, on Sunday, but it was just so weird that you didn't tell anybody mm-hmm. that you were gonna be on there. 
Interesting. And I said, mm. that's that's classic. That's classic black person in corporate environment <laughs> dealing with the passive aggressive. At times, <laughs> like it, it, you know, like um, uh, when when Dave Chappelle had that whole mad real world skit on uh-huh. um, on uh, <laughs> on um. The on the Chappelle show mm-hmm. where he had the one white guy in the house with nothing but black people that were like extremely culturally black and he was just basically making the assessment that yeah when you have that black person that lives in a house with nothing but white people that generally grew up around nothing but black people but even like that snide remark is like intentionally so it's so like it's so malicious and it's so wrong. And, and like, as you interpret that type of thought process as a black person, sometimes it's like, okay, I may get fired today because I'm about to keep it real. Oh. And it's going to go wrong because the whole thing is like, what in the hell even gives you the, 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 the audacity to ask me mm-hmm. yes. what I need to do with anything outside of the hours between On nine a Sunday. Oh. Well, I mean, before oh, my, uh, any anything that ain't got nothing to do with this job. But even before you know? that, uh, she what she said to me was, if you if you uh, you know, if you worked for uh, Mike, you couldn't do anything. You couldn't even do your little thing. You couldn't do your and little. Then, furthermore, thing. furthermore, it's like little thing, little that's thing. dismissive. Two, it's like I ain't signed no indemnity contract. I ain't do nothing like that. Now, if you think that you can't do nothing but this is me like like i, I let a lot of stuff slide with dealing with black folks oh. but with white folks it's like i like to take it to level oh. 25 because it's like if you would allow this unspoken veil to stop you from doing something but the, i mean i learned this stuff it, then i mean that's just you you conduct yourself in a different way than i conduct myself oh those but people, i like saying stuff like that those but, people that those people you know. could not stand me they were probably oh, thinking no, like no. this girl is crazy because before yeah, that no. prior to that i would say yeah. maybe two weeks before that the boss that i worked for he called me in his office uh, and this was two weeks before my event and he talked to me he says you know i want to have a conversation with you and i'm thinking oh god what do they say now i hate i even hate stuff that's passive aggressive uh, because it's like why are you gonna preface talking to me it's sort of like it's like yeah you know hey um you know i want to talk to you later and it's like okay so now you can't just talk to me you had to talk to me to tell me that you want to talk to me so now i gotta give you extra attention that i maybe not wanted to give yes. you because you're gonna think that it's wrong it's like no talk to me right now oh you don't want to hear well this conversation that he wanted to have with me was to let me know is that i'm a drop of oil and a bucket of water i, I do not mix and i don't belong here you don't mm-hmm. belong here this is this is not for you and you know if you want to quit right now I'll give you unemployment. Okay, now you think I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, but this just is not for you. And I and they wanted me to be the angry black woman, to yeah. roll my eyes, stump my feet, yeah, get upset. And mm-hmm. my first thought process, in my when I thought, I was thinking, mm-hmm. he don't really know who he's talking to because mm-hmm. I will check him. But I said, that's what they want me to do. So I'm not going to show you what you want me mm-hmm. to so that you can have them carrying me out of here. I just yeah. said, Wow. I said, you know, honestly, I have never been, you know, that has never been something that was said to me ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, wow. I said, that's just really something to think about. Mm. And so when our conversation was over, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, I'm like, who do yeah. you think you're talking to? And then was another guy mm-hmm. who worked there um, because my boss worked out of town. And I had another conversation with him to kind of tell him the conversation I had with this guy. Mm-hmm. And he says, 
well, what you doing? Is it like mom and pop stuff or is it something that you can really make a living out of? And then I was thinking in my head, it's like, I'm not walking around here promoting my business to any of these people. I'm not around here promoting something in their atmosphere. But what he said to me was, you know, this brand here has been created. You know, look at all this work that, you know, Mr. I has put into this. No. You know, you really need. And, and I said, look I said, at the, look at all of this uh, free tax money that Detroit is giving give this it. white man. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Look at this Thank free you. property that this, tax, that this white man exactly. has got. Exactly. And he said to you me, know? he says, and look at, look at, look at. The people that really help pay for this in the middle of the ghetto buying crazy bread every day. Ex- <laughs> exactly. Or that $5 pizza that's not really that great. You can't hey, like hey, really hey, heat it hey, up. Hey. I'm, I'm all for the culture now. Come on. Now. Uh, you can't what heat that place pizza. Can you buy, what place can you buy pizza and then get some DVDs you can't offered heat- to you? Where? I don't know. What are you doing? Inside of Little Caesars because the DVD man sets up at my Little Caesars. Oh, really? Well, that must be at your Little it Caesars. Sees. But but guess what? You can't heat that pizza up for breakfast the next day because it's nasty. Hey, hey, it's it's hot and ready. It's not it's not microwave and ready. No, I need something like, you know, who's going to eat a whole pizza in one day? I need to be able to like heat it up. It's not microwave and ready. It, it's not oven ready either. It's just no, not. No, it's not. It's, it's, it is. It's it will, hot, I won't knock the crazy bread. Ready. I won't knock the crazy bread, but the pizza, eh, you know, I, I could go to Jets. Or I, you know, it's not my fave. But uh, what he said, basically what he said to me, he, he was explaining about the brand and he's giving me the whole story. He basically was saying to me that. And in, in 50 years, you're telling me that I won't be somebody who has 50 years on me. But you're I mean, telling me that I won't be as great as this person because they because of what they've done is so great. You're trying to tell me that anybody in there. Like, this is what you've been brainwashed to believe. But yeah, I was going to say but that's his condition. That's, that's too. you. But that's his his own idea, because even in meeting. uh even in meeting one of the Illich sons, like, I mean, it's more humble. Like, sometimes I believe we put, we pray, we place these, I mean, our current president, like, because mm-hmm. people honor the idea of people having money so much that they pace, we place, like, a level of precedent and honor and respect on people just because we believe that they have a certain amount of money in their bank account. Like, they're more intelligent or mm-hmm. they function better and or that's true. whatever. I mean, they're just human beings. And they were in a position at a time and they took advantage of certain uh decisions at the time where mm-hmm. where things made sense uh what mike illich did uh in starting little caesars is the story that's told to me i know the real story ain't nothing like what the what really happened just because the real story of any business mm-hmm. is i would go as far as to say most businesses are probably operating at somewhere like uh you know seven to twelve and a half percent margin drop loss i mean joe lewis arena the whole idea where people were surprised that Joe Louis Arena was behind on all their DTE. And I'm like, yeah, man, because <laughs> real business is you, you know, it's, the guts of it. I, I know oh, the yeah. marketing team, mm-hmm. me, if, if you have me do your marketing, I'm going to make, I'm going to make all things to trade and Jennifer look like, uh, you know, Jesus is about to come back specifically to go to the event. If right, I'm doing exactly. it the right way. Mm-hmm. And that's the marketing story that's sold to you. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is something completely different. And you got to detach yourself from what is being yes. packaged and presented to you and implant yourself in the reality of what is really happening. Who are the people that really make this engine go? How does it happen? Where does it happen? And um, it's sad and unfortunate that due to racism, I'm going to say that, mm-hmm. and sexism, that they did, that some of the people you worked with would 
prejudge everything that you were doing and look at it as it's little, it's dismissive, it's mom and pop, and not say to themselves, damn, her taking advantage of being an entrepreneur is actually the way to play this game of America the mm-hmm. best. But you know what? And even when you reach a certain level of success or you reach a, or anything or you, you tell a person an idea, you always mm-hmm. got some type of hater or some type of or whatever that you go through. And so yeah. when he was talking to me, I was just like, OK, he really doesn't get it. So when I'm looking at him and then like, you know, fast forward to when the event was over and the one guy, Bob, is like blowing up, you know, my work phone. Like, did you do this? Did you do that? Da, da, da. Because, you know, I had an event or, you know, certain things. I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to quit this job. And I was mm-hmm. telling my friend this the whole time. I'm like, I think I'm going to quit. I said, I think I could sell all my furniture and not, except for my room and pay my rent up mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time and then just live in this one room until I could do what it is that I could do. And just was trying to figure out all types of ways of things that I could do so I would not have to, f- I could fund my business and not have to report to this job. And so, um, I actually sent an email to say that this is my two-week notice, and this was the Tuesday that I came back from having my event uh, in October 2014, and I sent an email and just said, you know, this is my official two-week notice. And I was hoping, Hmm. I was hoping and praying that they, because usually there, I noticed that they would kind of tell people to leave when they gave their two-week notice because I don't know if they feel like you're going to give away the secret to the sauce or whatever it is, but I was just thinking like, Yes, please just release us, sister. Oh, the butter in the pot. We figure, can get it cracking. Just, uh, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, get me out of here. And the you know, he yeah, said something. And he says, he says, uh, well, I'm assuming that you have another job. I wanted to be like, it ain't for you to assume. I was like, yes, I do. And mm-hmm. he says, oh, okay. Well, we'll start um, because he was trying to tell me that he wanted they were going to get some bring try and bring somebody in so I could train them. <laughs> Negative. Not happening. I'm like, I got to get out of here and think about my plan of what it is that I want to do. So when I left work that day, I went right home and I canceled cable because broke people do not. I cannot afford cable. Mm-hmm. And I canceled cable. I kept mm-hmm. my Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Why I could afford it. That eventually got shut off, too. And I kept my Wi-Fi and stuff why I could afford it. Um and you know what? That gave me a whole lot of time to think about, you know, this is what you've done. Because in my over 30 years at this time, I had never quit anything. You know, I was always hmm. a worker, had several jobs, you know, was able yeah, to was take care of myself. Years. You was uh, you had like three jobs at 15. No, I'm like working all these jobs. So I'm like, this hmm. is not me. So when I did when that Monday came up, I'm like, I'm so stupid. I quit my job and I don't have any money. I had like fifteen hundred dollars. You know, I had the pickup, paid this paid. You know, it was just. It was stressful, so I, I kept going, you know, and pushing. I was trying to make everything work. I signed a lease for office space because it was cheaper than my place. I'm like, I could just live there. I just had all these different things in my head about, like, what it is mm-hmm. that I could do if this didn't work out. But in that time, I had a lot of time to think about my vision. Like, you quit your job, so why? <laughs> why did you quit it? To do a vendor show? Like, what is this All Things Detroit? Like, what is it? That, what do you plan to go with this? And I was like... Lord, I want lines wrapped around a corner. I want people to be excited about it. I want businesses to participate. I want businesses to sell out. And I would write all these things down, you know, Mm -hmm. what what it is that I want. And then I would think about it like there's somebody like me who hates their job. 
They hate it. Uh, they go to work every day. You're miserable. You're looking crazy. Because I looked crazy when I worked every day. I wore this sweater because it was always cold. I didn't care. My face was looking crazy. And it showed on my face how miserable I was. And I was like, you know what? There's somebody just like you. So how can you help them? Being personable in this business that I do. Because I love the people that I meet. Some of them, you know, they kind of you look, you know, you're nervous a little bit. Yeah. But just that person who's so passionate Human about being, their business. We, we have a propensity for crazy. Yes. And like just people who I meet that were like you know i don't want i don't know how to figure it out i'm trying to do this with my business i'm trying to do that and i'm like boom that's what i need to do i need to be you know someone who's helping people with their marketing and everything but i had already had my business uh which is called ask jennifer and i was like you know what as jennifer does all things detroit and we're just all for you know creating opportunities for small business and as this thing grows I'm going to meet a, a lot of businesses and it's just like working to, you know, get this thing done. So when I promote all things Detroit or promote something, I do it. People know that it's a person who loves it, who loves what they do, because mm -hmm. when you are when you love what you do, you're ha more happy about it. You're more happy to, to get up and put that that foot mm -hmm. forward. And so I just want people to understand why I do it, you know, and why I work with small businesses and. Uh, you know, I want them to enjoy all things you try, but I also want that one person to who wants to start their own business to be like, you know what, I can't quit my job right now because I have three kids. But what I can do is, you know what, not go to the club and, and invest in myself and mm. not do these things and just take the steps because it can happen because a lot of us think. If I had a million dollars, if I had $10,000, then I could do this. If I had this, then I could do that. Because I was that person who felt like I couldn't do anything unless I, it was like a big sum of money fell into my lap or something like that. Okay. And you know what? I figured out like, no, it doesn't have to be a big sum of money. But you know what? I always say chances make champions. When you put what you put into it is what you get out of it. And sometimes you got to put a whole, all the time, you got to put a whole lot more into it than what you get out of it and then what you'll get out of it in the beginning. But overall, when you are consistent, like it definitely works out. But you got to manage your fear because it's scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the, mm -hmm. the just in, in talking, and I definitely got to bring you back a bunch. <laughs> but uh, in talking, you dropped a lot of gems. One of the things even before this is like no sponsorship money for this the whole time. No. All of this is self-funded out of pocket. Out of pocket. And any event, any person event. will tell you to go out of pocket. Now do this for my events. Mm -hmm. Most Detroit is different events. I have some sponsors, but a majority like uh, I'm going to be doing some things with uh, the mayor of the Jackson, Mississippi. I'm mm -hmm. going to do the Detroit is different film festival. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something honoring uh public enemies. It takes a nation of millions album and my concert series, my, my shows with Thornetta Davis and Luther Keith, because it's the, it's, it's back to the people. Mm -hmm. When I built this relationship with the venue and the facility I want to use, mm -hmm. I have a relationship with that person. Now I've gone to, you know, sometimes it doesn't work out and then you have to go to the person and say, you know, I thought that this will happen. So let's do this. Mm -hmm. Or you, you book that act and it's like, yo, I thought that I was going to be able to get your band, but this is going that way. But you continue to keep stacking up those pushing out dates, not delivering on the cash. Mm -hmm. Me personally, it cuts away at my own. It cuts away at my own sleep. My own living with myself, mm -hmm. you know, and, and biting that bullet, you know, throwing that money on the line and betting on myself, you know, you got to bet on yourself. It, 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 it's it's a it's a it's a tougher thing to do 
when you're surrounded by so many people that are not in that world of entrepreneurship, especially because, mm-hmm. you know, so many people would just be like, you know, you got an education, you got experience. Why don't you just go get a job? You know what? That's the first thing people ask me in interviews. So, well, so Jennifer, tell me where you went to college. And I did not go to college. I said, I did not go to college. And they'd be like, you didn't go to so go to school? I said, the school of life. <laughs> and I would the say school that of the life. school of life, um, especially with the experience you have and, the, and what you've done, as um, as even with the degree and all mm-hmm. of that stuff, like so much of what I applied, the the best thing about college, and I would suggest this if you ever, you know, you know, get the you get to a certain age where you know you can go to community college for free. I mm-hmm. think it, after sixty one. So I, I think just take the classes just because it's mm-hmm. good. Like college is one of the places that you can build up that confidence to help you mitigate those fears. Because mm-hmm. in that classroom setting, you're sitting with a captured audience, mm-hmm. professor included, that will help you like, you know, throw ideas at the wall. But it's still not real life. I mean, right. real life, because human beings, we're, we're so, we're, we're unpredictable creatures. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we are. So, like, you know, you never know. You know, you could have, you know, the the next year, you know, General Motors is like, yo, we partnering with you for all things Detroit. Right. Uh, It's the best day of the summer, and we're going to have these pools out and all of this stuff. And for whatever reason, people don't come. And then it could be the coldest day of the winter, and for whatever reason, people do come. It's just human beings are unpredictable. You you never know. And, you know, I – with this whole thing, like with all things Detroit and just like expanding with small businesses, like a lot of people don't know um, because I promote it, but I don't promote it a lot, is that I started a, a online marketplace. It's called All Things Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, kind of like an Etsy and an Amazon combined. So like, like people like can go online and create a store and sell their products. You got to jump on that before. I wanted to do something like that with Detroit is different, but you, you're you're way more in a better <laughs> position to do something like that than I am. And, and I it, just know how to design the code. Yeah, and you know, it, it's it's going well but you know it's just like just like all things Detroit you know it takes time you know mm-hmm. people have to really like catch on to it to see it like just like Amazon wasn't made overnight but it's like this this website this is about the business you know mm-hmm. it's not about of course everybody wants to make money let's not you know get that confused but it's really about the business and the things of what we're doing to make it different. And the first, and another thing, people are like, who are your investors? I'm like, oh, myself. And people are like, oh, wow, you must make a lot of money. You're doing all these things. It's like, you know, no, but I, I am making sure. I'm not going out getting that new purse. I'm not going out didn't you know getting real fancy and doing all that. It's hmm. like I'm investing in my business because I know that I want longevity. And I know that me investing in myself and doing all these things that I will have that. You I'm do just not being, want to see Blake Griffin. Come to the Pistons in the suite. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me let me let's go into that a little bit too. Um, when you talk about money, it's not always about money. I, like you have to see it differently. I, mm-hmm. I think in business you got two commodities: you got time and you got money. Mm-hmm. The tough thing about it is like. <clears throat> Time is so valuable because the more money you get, it even becomes more valuable because people are paying you really with the consideration of you devoting your time to whatever this project is that you're going to uh, go about. And money kind of becomes it, it's a it's a like looking at money as a resource is so different, especially I would say from the black community, mm-hmm. because 
the belief is that money can solve many of the challenges that we deal with in the black community. And it's a dynamic of it. But a lot of the challenges we have are so psychological and deeply rooted because of many things and poverty is one of the dynamics mm -hmm. it's like one of the symptoms that we're dealing with because you know uh we we still never you know what i mean it was just like you know hey y'all free now it's been real and then it was like y'all free but you know what i'm saying y'all can't really do everything you want to do i mm -hmm. mean when you really think about the civil rights act that was you know like 53 years ago it's mm -hmm. like 53 years my my mom <laughs> That just passed away. She was she went to oh, a I'm south sorry, where she couldn't even walk through the whole city. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like so when she was visiting her, like that's not you know your parents from Nashville, Tennessee were, you know they were interacting in a Nashville, Tennessee that was like my grandmother, my grandmother, your yeah. grandma definitely mm -hmm. was interacting mm -hmm. in a Nashville, Tennessee that was like yo, mm -mm. so like the idea of money seems like one of those assets that can solve a lot. So. I really think we've, all Americans, but especially black people, I think we give money a lot more power than it really does have. Mm -hmm. Cause, and then even when you start paying people money, cause sometimes you think like, all right, I'm gonna pay this person more money and it'll keep them dedicated. You know, they'll do it, check one, they'll be there. Check mm -hmm. two, they'll be there. Check three, you don't really get who this person is. By check four, you start seeing a whole new personality of like, damn, what happened to this? I I'm all about this. All I need is this person. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, personality starts shining. What this person don't know really starts coming out. Oh, yeah. Their willingness to learn what they don't know starts coming out. Like, you know, the commitment to this whole idea, because e even what money can get you is you know, it can't it's it's not going to provide the 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 value that a lot of people place on it. it. It really is a resource to begot other resources. So you need money to get the facility. Yes. You need money to get the resources to sell. You need money for the coding. Yes. You need money for the advertising. Yes. But at the same time, it's the heart, the time, and the strategy that's going to bring to life the value. If, if your idea is like, you know, I'm going to have on these Cartier frames and with these frames a woman's gonna walk in the club and say wow you know what i'm saying i really see that you value your eyewear like that so now <laughs> i value you as a human being and i want to give you my number it yes now but it don't happen like that uh, right. and now you're gonna be like oh man you know what i'm saying i don't even you know ain't nobody even checking for me and don't nobody respect <laughs> me but the idea was like you just wanted attention from her mm -hmm. and you thought that some buffs would get you that attention you don't get that attention. Now you hate your buffs and you kind of hate yourself. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird. You know what I'm saying? It is. It is weird. It is extremely weird, especially when it comes to like banking on yourself. And banking on yourself in business is one of those non, it's not as material as getting some buffs or getting that purse, getting some red bottoms, going on that uh Going on that vacation to Miami. You go on that vacation to Miami, you can take a picture of it, travel. When, when you negotiate with whoever your coder is to code your smartphone application mm -hmm. and then how it's going to work with whatever processing payment, uh, blockchain, mm -hmm. uh, secure payment through Visa. Like you, you, It's hard to take a picture of that, put it up on Instagram, and people be like, oh, you shining. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. That's true. You know, so staying committed through that, I do have to say, you know, I'm, I'm applauding the effort. What is the energy 
that most of your vendors and the people that connect to all things Detroit, like what do they what do you think their pulse is right now? Where do they want to see it go? You know, um, I host a um, I started hosting a mixer before every event. Uh, okay. At Detroit City Distillery, oh, uh, my people. Yeah, I do it um, before. You know, I got my my man Forsythe is like my my. He, that's my sergeant in arms. He is such an awesome person. He really, really is. And they're also like a beat the crowd sponsor, uh, which is like an in kind. They do buy one get one four dollar drinks for all our beat the crowd ticket mm-hmm. holders. Hmm. And uh, I hold a host a mixer there uh, before every event. And that gives the vendors a chance to network with each other. I get a chance to meet them. We give out flyers. We just talk about. You know, all things Detroit overall, they talk about other events and the whole dynamic of everything. But the vendors and the businesses that I work with are so excited. They're excited about all things Detroit. Um, We give them everything they need. Uh, to promote their business. Everything you need to promote your business. I mean, we encourage them to promote and advertise, but... A lot of them feel so excited to be a part of it because I always say that all things Detroit is not a, a vendor event. Like how they say, oh, it's just a vendor event. No, it's an experience. It's a community because what we've done with it is that we've created our, our own community, our own community of small businesses where we all want to be successful. And these people who I work with are like excited. They're excited mm-hmm. about it because they're like, cool. Jennifer, I see you. I talk to you. We talk about business. We talk about the good part, the bad part. We talk about what's frustrating. We talk about how to make it work. But also, I'm promoting their business. They're promoting their business. And they just like, I just feel excited to be part a part of something where it's like not the negative energy, like, oh, my God, you got a candle. I got a candle. Mine's better. You know, mm-hmm. whatever is done, how people feel here, like, it's just like I don't. we don't get that energy in our community That's when cool. we're, like, working together to get it done. It's like we all want a successful event because the end result is like, wow, there's thousands of people here. I'm making money. I'm feeding my family, you know, and it was a great day. And there's never, knock on wood, you know, it's never been, like, not all things Detroit where I had a vendor that just said, you know, it was horrible. Well, let me say that. Let me take that back because some vendors get mad. People let me are, not lie. Yeah, I was gonna say human beings but I'm are saying, <laughs> Right. Let me that's, let me let me backtrack a little bit. One of human beings. <laughs> right. Let like me. Somebody gonna be on this like, Hey, I was like, duck, duck, right. Duck. So let me backtrack <laughs> a little little bit. It's tell them what it you hasn't mean, been so. one where I would say I'm trying to use the right term and words. Where I already know what you mean. It hasn't been one where someone came to you with the gripe, where they were reasonable and you felt bad about it. You always put forth a good intentional Definitely. effort. Yes. And it was it, it was yes. based on and, certain things. So when, like, yeah, yeah, and if there's something that someone is upset about or something that did not work for them or if there's something that they felt that they just had a hard day, mm-hmm. if they send me an email, I always respond. I always give them a call to say, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sorry you felt that way. You know, that's our intention is to do this, to have a great event, you know. But there's never mm-hmm. fights, you know, like fights of people saying, you know, mm-hmm. like that type of thing. But if there's an issue... I I always tell vendors and, and the businesses mm-hmm. you can send us an email you come talk to me about it you know um if there's some, if there's something that we can fix or we can do better because it's always a learning experience every time then we will but if there's something that's beyond our control you know if it was like the weather or you know i can't sell your product for you though that's the thing i always tell them is that yeah you have to sell your product mm-hmm. and it's all about branding if you give me something on the table and you just slap a sticker on it Who's going to look at that? So I remind them in the emails when we say, like, branding is everything. You know, make your table look, you know, amazing. Because guess what? I could give you a cupcake, and it could be beautiful. It could be amazing. You'd be like, I want to eat that. I want to buy it. It looks so good. And it could be nasty. And people will buy it. 
because mm-hmm. that person is so nice. But this they won't is a cup- buy it the second time. All right, they won't <laughs> right. Buy it that the first, first time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. there could be like another cupcake that don't look that great, mm-hmm. and you know the other person it could taste taste amazing, mm-hmm. and that person's attitude is just horrible. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to buy it. Yeah. So I focus on also, too, I tell people it's your product, but I'm selling the person, the business. And uh, I started uh, a web series called All Things Detroit Conversations. I peep, I peep that. I peep that. Yes. And it is to share the real stories of small mm-hmm. businesses, as we say, because, you know, about being broke, not having any money. Because there was times where when I first started that All Things Detroit might not have happened. You know, yes. I might not have been you able say, to pay for that insurance. You Jennifer with a ski mask. On. <laughs> You would have seen, oh, look, you would have seen Jennifer. You would have seen Jennifer back up in Nikki's hanging up some coats, trying to get a couple of dollars or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I we started that just to kind of like show the person behind the business, their story, and mm-hmm. you know that type of thing. There's like one lady, Karen. She has five kids, and uh, her husband said to her, he didn't want to be married anymore. Okay, well, damn. And so she's like, what am there I going to do? Happens. Right. What is she going to do? But guess what? She has her own business you know she is she said she didn't like the products that she was using for her kids her and her kids Mm -hmm. and she started to make them in her kitchen so what's her struggle she's raising five kids she's a single mother Mm -hmm. and she's making this stuff in her kitchen you know and it's just like that's hard because i i don't have kids but can you imagine trying to run a business having five kids that's a lot Mm-hmm. So, but you know, she didn't let the fact that her husband said, "Hey, I don't want to be married anymore," stop her from doing what it is that she wants to do. But I meet people all the time that say, "You're doing such a good thing," but I can't do it because you know I whatever you know whatever they say. And I say, you know what? And I just want to motivate people to show them that they can. Because look at Karen. Hey, she's got five kids. Yeah. And not like five grown kids. I'm saying like one's like four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. I just feel like, you know what, we can do anything that we put our mind to and that we really want to do. We just got to make it happen. Okay. Love the energy. Love the energy. I'm going to get into some classic Detroit is different questions. Um, and then we got to do more. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm team Jennifer. The vibe is mad cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I should have, uh, Lord knows, I would have been a bad influence. I've been wanting to skip school with you or something. <laughs> I was doing shenanigans back in the day. The good old 90s. The, the 90s. Good old 90s. Oh, Shenanigans. The 90s. All right. So, um, classic Detroit is different questions. Okay. First, your very first car. What year did you get it? What year, make, and model was it? My very first car was a Saturn. Okay. Saturns last a long time. Uh, and it was, it was a, some huge Saturn. I think I paid like 500 bucks. I think it was like. I don't know it was old like a 90 like a 92 or 93 or something. what year did you get it like 2002 <laughs> it, okay, was so it was like 10 it was decade in it all right so old. what how long did it last uh it lasted for about four months <laughs> oh, okay it didn't last that long <laughs> it didn't last that long where, where did you go when you first got it uh this guy who i was seeing founded uh like some garage or something was selling it and I was looking for a car and he was like they're selling this car you should come and get it and so I went up there he was like it's nothing wrong with it I checked it out yeah right don't listen to him anymore about a car uh, and hey, 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 hey. he was looking out uh, for, for boy- 2002 boyfriend of Jennifer uh, hey the, no that that car was horrible and it started <laughs> running high one time I was just riding down Jefferson it's smoking I'm riding down Jefferson like hey 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 riding down Jefferson and then one time I went to like turn on and like something broke off and then I took it to a garage 
on Jefferson. Hilarious. And they were like, oh, it's this is wrong with it. So they fixed something. Then they said, oh, no, that's not it. It needs a new engine. And I said, you can have it. Hilarious. I said you could have it. He's like, "Oh, you're not gonna come get it." And I'm like, "No, you can have it." Like, what the hell? like what? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And then after that, I went and like uh, got like my first car payment. I got like a Dodge Neon. It was silver. Okay. Yeah, it was like a newer car. Okay. A little, little bit newer. Yeah. So the 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 Saturn lasted four months. Saturn lasted four months. It was a rough four. It sounds like. Man. You remember where you first went when you got it? Where I first went, I where did I go when I first got it? I drove it home, and then I went to one of my friends' house, to, uh, like, that next day after work to be like, look what I got. Stunting on your friend. And this is the other thing, too, that it needed a, after a while, after those, like, four or five months, it didn't last. But uh, if it ran hot, mm -hmm. I couldn't go, um, I couldn't go in reverse. Like, mm. I couldn't go in reverse. Oh. And so. No parallel parking. No. So my friend would be like, and she got upset with me because her car ended up being down, and we were driving this car, and I'm like. You do know we can't go in reverse, right? And she was just thinking I didn't, like, want to pick her up. You know, she was like, well, when I had my car, I was driving us around everywhere. I'm like, it runs hot. We can't go in reverse. Like, it's that bad. It was just a mess. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. You ain't trying to pick up your homie. Mm, I, mm, I was mm. trying to, but just with you. it was a mess. <laughs> and she was real extra about it, too. Like, you you was acting real you funny. I'm, I'm like, people get brand new when they get a car. Right. I'm already saying what a she A car said. that's 10 years old with you know like a saying? billion people miles. Start riding, you know what I mean? Hey. They forget about who was on the bus with them. Right, which we she didn't even catch the bus. But <laughs> going, her car was newer than mine, but she uh, would crash them all the time. And then, like, her father just took it from her. Hilarious. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, we can't go in reverse. Like, just leave me alone. If we're not going straight to Kroger and be able to put in that spot, we can't hang out in it. Like, it was it was crazy. Hey, you don't know. You may have stopped her from seeing the love of her life. She'll be all right. I'm sure she's stopped, okay. You may have prevented love. No, I doubt it. Prevented doubt love. It. No, I'm definitely not one to um, prevent mm, love. Mm, that's mm, for sure. Mm, mm, mm. Three songs. You are the DJ. It is, you're at Jefferson and Woodward, and you're the DJ at the end of the fireworks. You have to play three songs for the crowd. Oh, my God. What, what three songs are you playing? Nobody would want to hear any songs that I would play. I, would play. I mean, you the DJ. You can be one of them DJs that play what you want. Um, I go a lot of places like that. You know what? I... I was at, um, what's that place? It's like the hot new place. Uh, Dennis Archer Jr., I think, is a part owner, like, off uh, Campus Marshes. What's the name of that place? Is it, like, the arcade place? Is that Nah, 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 nah. It's like... Uh, it's off Campus Marshes? Yeah, it's off Campus Marshes. I'm forgetting, but, like, DJ there is so funny. He played, like, an obscure version of uh, a Raekwon song. I was like, everybody else was, like, looking like... Oh, I'm my like, God. There you go, DJ, playing what you want to play. I'm trying to think of what what three songs would I play. I, my niece and nephew get in the car with me and be like, "Oh my god, like why are you killing me with this?" I'd be like, "Yep, this is what Auntie listens to." Uh, I probably really just no. You got to give me three. Oh god, why are you doing this to me? I would play Prince. Okay, I like um, I like I like Mr. Rogers. What what song? Uh, the first song I would play is um, what is it? Dirty Mind. Okay, all right, all right. Um, Ain't that something? Yeah, I would play Prince Dirty Mind. Mm. And then, Interesting. <laughs> and then I would play... That's that pamper party <laughs> music <laughs> soundtrack. You know what? I, my cousin used to... We used to love Prince. My cousin, I had a cousin who passed away. She was a big Prince mm. fan. She was young. And uh, she loved Prince. And every time... Uh, 
her husband and I had the same birthday, and every time we would get together, we would always just play so much Prince. We have a great time. Like it was like when I got together with them, it was like one of the like the best times in our life. We would just hang out, and we would just have a good time, and we would play Prince. And it was just like once we put Prince on, it was like oh, you knew the party was so that like sound, it was that good. sounds right. Yeah, so okay. I would play Dirty Mind, and I would play. Um, I'm gonna mix up. A little. I would play. Um, Love Overboard by Gladys Knight. <laughs> Love Overboard. And it's a story behind that, but I won't even get into that. Well, no, I, all right, I want to hear. Then, you done already dropped okay. the gym on that. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I had one of those red and blue little recorders with the cassette. Uh-huh. And my aunt uh, loved, like, Gladys Knight. So she would play it all the time, and I would sing Love Overboard Hilarious. over and over. I'm saying a little kid Hilarious. singing Gladys Knight. And so my sister and, like, my they would lock me out. When I would try to go from the basement stuff, because they'd be like, she's playing Love Overboard again. So every time it comes on the radio now, my sister uh, says, Love Overboard was on the radio. Here we are, like, probably 30-something years later. She's like, it's on the radio. It's not. It it comes on the radio very infrequently, unless your sister is listening to the uh, (laughs) funk. It's like a, it's like, it's like the light funk station that I'm always listening to. Mm -hmm. They were playing RJ's latest arrival on there the other day. I was like, ain't this something? But, um, yeah, it comes on rarely, but I feel that. I'm, yeah. I'm with that. That was that was Les Brown, Gladys Knight. Yeah, it was. No, was it Les Brown? No, Les they weren't married then. Oh, they weren't married then, I don't think. When I, I thought they out. were. No, that was, that was that time. Well, that was like, was it the, well, that was the 80s, so I guess. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was Les Brown, Gladys Knight. And, um. Motivated his way. What is to the taking that song? woman's money? Oh, <laughs> and the third, and the third song I would play would be uh, I don't know. Everything I listen to is so old. I would listen to Alicia Myers. Okay. Um, All right, now you are really going deep, Detroit, right now. Because I am a person who listens to a lot of old school, I do a too. lot of new things. I probably would not know. Okay. Um, my oldest niece was like, "You don't know what future. You don't know what f- future things." Oh, I'm man. like, I'm like, no, I don't. I'm Karen Dumas would be mad about you for that. Oh well, I don't really know a whole lot about future. I'm just Good saying. old future. Yeah, not my thing. But I would mm, do mm, Alicia mm. Myers, and you I would. Think, be, you don't think the man that Sierra chose to bear a child with doesn't know how to make good music? Uh, I wouldn't know what any of his songs you. are, <laughs> and it would be "Say Say Say" by Alicia Myers. Wow. Yes, those would be my three songs. Wow. Yeah, I would know those songs. Yeah, a lot of people would know. Some people wouldn't know, but they would be like, wow, that, that's old. But a lot of stuff I listen to, like even in the car and stuff, a little older. A little older. I'm but surprised I listen- you didn't go, let's go crazy for Prince, but I feel you. No, but you know what? The other song for Prince I would have picked is uh, Lady Cab Driver. I would have picked that one. That's exciting. Um, but I do listen to a little, um, what is his name? One song by him. Um what is his name? Everybody loves him. Who you talking about? Uh, payroll. Um, I like two guys. I like Wale. Okay. And I like um. What is the other guy's name? I can't think of his name. He sings uh all right. Um. Oh, you mean Kendrick? Yeah, see, I wow, did. Wow. Yeah, and that's the only. That's really like one of the only songs I listen to by him is "We Gonna Be Alright." I. Th- I, I yeah. can feel you. That that song fits the vibe of your personality. I can see that. <laughs> he has some other music, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I've heard other things by him, but I think like that is like my favorite song. Like I've listened, you know, I've listened to them. Okay, all right. Last Detroit is different question. If you could rename Woodward after one Detroiter, who would it be and why? Oh, oh, oh. 
Next time you come back, you don't even have to answer these. Oh, I yay. have some new. I have some new oh, final yeah. three questions. Who would I name the street after? Be like, if you could recast RoboCop two. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> a one Detroit does it have to be a popular Detroit or could it be any? No, Detroit? It, could, it could be anybody. Uh, that's a good question. If I could, I would name a street after. Um, I would name the street after my cousin. Like okay. I said, I had a cousin, my cousin Andre. The other cousin, they passed away within a, I would call it Andre Street. Because mm-hmm. my cousin Andre, who passed away, rode every bus line up and down these streets. Wow. And I would name the street after him. guy. Man, when I tell you he did the park and ride, he did the park and ride. Wow. And you know what? That just shows that he loved these streets. So I would, def- I would name it after him. Ain't that something. It's hard. Like, um, that, you, you just brought up one of the people it's weird because like some of them aren't, aren't necessarily from but i talked to the people from d dot recently about it and uh we hopped to grass it together mm-hmm. and uh we were talking like on this project and everything i was looking for 18 uh the finkel you know <laughs> i'm a, i'm i'm not i'm not above a bus mm-hmm. or it, the the thing is it, and it's gotten better for everybody listening the, the frequency of busing has gotten better in detroit it's mm-hmm. just do you feel like you too good to get on the bus yes or not a lot of people a lot of people can't do it for it uh you know what if it's cold outside i probably wouldn't get on the bus i don't even like going to get in my car when it's cold okay. um but if i had to catch the bus i mean i probably would i wouldn't just be sitting there waiting on a ride to be like somebody come and get me but i mean mm-hmm. if i had to but uh i'm not like a fa- i mean honestly i'm not a fan like oh let me get on the bus i did ride the bus a lot <laughs> Trust mm-hmm. me. Like my parents used to always say, you wasn't born with a car, and we would have to get on the bus. I would catch the bus with my eye. That's what they that would is say. A parent statement. If it wasn't ever born was with a car, <laughs> and I would catch the bus with my eye, and I would help that her carry her groceries. Statement. I would help her carry her groceries on the bus. So I, I been, I rode that bus a little, a little minute, but uh, yeah. There you go. It was great. I don't know it how the people great. get in contact with you, but this was a great interview. We gonna bring you back. Yes. What do you mean you don't know how people get in contact with me? They can you gotta get, share. Oh, they can get in contact with me on uh, Instagram at Ask Jennifer. That's J-E-N-N-Y-F-E-R. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go to my website, ILoveAllThingsDetroit.com, to know more about All Things Detroit or download the All Things Detroit mobile app available on Google Play and at the Apple Store. All right. I'm about to download that app now. Yes. I suggest you download it as well. You can buy stuff on there as well. Yes. The whole nine is going down. Thank you so much. Thank you.